back to Help Me Rhonda Podcast with Rhonda Hale. I am your host, Rhonda Hale, and I'm so glad you're here. I hope everybody enjoyed a fantastic holiday, however you celebrated it. And I hope you're really taking in this new 2020 that we are living in right now. I am really excited about 2020. I'm such a weirdo when it comes to like things being a sign or, oh, that's a sign. Because I really feel like the universe does use things like that to communicate with us. So I feel like 2020, you're going to see clearly, everything's going to be coming clearly. And I'm trying to keep my uh, mind clear on exactly what I want to attract into my life. And I hope you guys are doing the same thing. I was trying to decide which, you know, I've got this huge folder that keeps, I keep adding more and more invoices <laughs> to it all the time to figure out uh, what we're going to talk about. And I, um, I was trying to figure out, like, I've got this one, I'm, I mean, obviously we're going to talk about all of them eventually and more. I didn't know if I'm going to talk about, um, this, uh, an attorney I had actually a couple of days ago and I think I might like throw her in front of some other people because her story's like, man, she got some balls. Um. <laughs> I, I like I heard her story and it made me feel like damn I need to be more ballsy about stuff not just relationship stuff but just life stuff and I thought that her story was really really encouraging to me it was so I'm definitely gonna talk about her I don't know if it's gonna be this one um and then I also had a bride uh, I'll probably mention her but I'm not gonna make the whole episode about her I had this bride I'm obviously not gonna say her name and I Definitely, um, I am famous right now. Um, some people don't know about it yet, but I am famous. And uh, someday, you know, you don't. You have to be really careful doing broadcasts and television and whatever you might do, podcasts, all that crap. And you have to be careful about what you say. And and I never want to say anything derogatory or bad about a person who is in um, the public eye. Because you never hear the whole story, you know? Um, but I also think it's kind of juicy <laughs> when you get to hear shit about, um, you know, people that you know. And you're like, dude, I kind of had a feeling all the time. But you don't want to make judgments because obviously this person here who is super duper famous and worked her ass off to get where she's at in her life. Well, I might be at a cocktail party with her someday and I don't want to be thinking like, you've been talking shit about me. But I did want, I do want to talk about this one bride. So this bride, not the famous person, but this bride is super, super, super beautiful. She's probably... I'm 5'7", and I would say she was about probably, I think she was like 5'10". And she got, she was, she said she was 12 years old, very, very, very wiry, super, super, super skinny. She was outside of like Rite Aid, I think, and her mom had gone in to get a prescription filled. And <clears throat> she's outside, she's 12 years old, just kind of hanging out, probably hit up the gumball machine or something, you know? And this lady comes up to her and says, oh my God, you would be fantastic as a model. And she kind of looked at her like, 
like, what are you talking about? She said she was very nerdy, um, kind of uninformed 12 year old, maybe a little more immature for her age and like, like in her mind, like very much into childish things where some 12 year olds are like into 30 year old things. Right. So she is kind of minding her own business. And this woman threw her off a little bit. Keeps telling her, Hey, where's your mother? I'm not, I don't want to make you freak out. I'm not here. to. I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Where's your mom? I would love to meet your mother or your father, whoever you're here with. And she said, well, my mom's inside getting a prescription filled. Sure. So she hung out with her. Uh, this is probably like, I think my bride now is like 28. So do the math. I don't do math. It, it was a little while ago, you know. So her mom comes out and she says, hey, I was just out here. My name is so-and-so. She gives her her business card and she goes, I'm a modeling scout and I was just looking at your beautiful daughter and she would really, really be a, she kind of has the perfect bone structure. She has the perfect frame. She would be a really, really good model. And I would really love to, um, to sign her. If you could come, I'd love to see if I can get some work for her. And so the mom, uh, says, okay, thank you. So she leaves and the mom says, well, what do you think? And she's like, I don't know, I guess it would be okay to check it out. So they end up giving this lady a call. She was, she was so funny. She said, I had braces. I had pimples all over my face. She says, I couldn't understand why she would look at me and think that I would be modeling material. She called them, went in, did photographs. And she said, wow, the pictures turned out way different than what I expected them to. She got hired right away, started doing runway in like no time at all and ended up having a very, very successful career as a model. Eventually she started doing work in New York and lots of runway and, and stuff over there. And I think she was like 23 years old or something. And her agent told her that there was an opportunity to, to work as a fit model on project runway. And I said, whoa, Project Runway. That is a show that I myself would, I would love to be on that show because being a couture tailor and a designer and all the things that I have created and made, I can make just about anything and I have a very creative mind. So I myself would love to be on that show and give it a try sometime. But I was like, oh my God, Project Runway. She's like, yeah, she goes, but... I didn't know what it was. I'd never heard of it. I just went and I thought, oh, okay, well, I'll just go audition. So she went to the casting and she got hired right away. And so she's on the show and I guess they were between um, scenes. I, I've never been on a show like that. So I don't know how it works behind the scenes yet. <laughs> and apparently they were fitting the clothes on the um i think they had put the clothes on the fit models and so she a fit model is like a living mannequin right so whoever had made these clothes they'd put them on my bride's body and she was standing there and she had to uh just wait because they were shooting and then stopping and then shooting and stopping the shoot and just was just going on forever she said she'd been standing there for like five hours straight with no breaks and just standing there and Heidi Klum was on the set and I guess Heidi Klum ripped her 
fucking head off and told her um, to stop moving that what kind of model was she anyway? You have to be able to stand still and not move. And it had been five hours. And of course, Heidi has a chair to sit in and get up and sit down and get up and sit down. But they've been five hours between um, shoots and they weren't even filming right then. And I think my bride had shifted to one, one leg and just kind of rested her leg a little bit on one side, like shifted her weight from one leg to another. And um, boy, she got her head ripped off. But Anyway, I told, I told her, what'd you do? She goes, well, I just stood up straight again. I was like, dude, she thought that was pretty aggressive. But she said that um, Heidi's kind of working with her for that whole, she actually worked there the whole season. She said that Heidi was very um, kind of sharp, um, very abrupt. And um, how can I say this? Uh, maybe... Maybe not this uh, the sweetest, um, gentlest person that you would imagine. You know how the the person she presents herself on TV. She said is very different. She's not like that. Uh, when the camera's not running, Heidi's not quite as warm as you would expect her to be. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Okay, so that is my little boom. I got that out of the way. Um, and I was trying to decide. Okay, we're going to talk about this. Um, kind of this little attorney bride with a little moxie or are we going to talk about my nurse who is 30 years older than her groom or are we going to talk oh this is another attorney-ish kind of story and she's a physical therapist but her fiance is an attorney things got a little hairy there um, and, um, kind of kissing cousins here. Um, what are we going to talk? Oh, you know what I want to talk about? I'm going to talk about my transgender bride. This is a very cool story. So this story is about, I'm going to call this bride Charlie. I am definitely changing her physical description and her name just to protect her um, privacy. But she was born a man and lived her whole life as a man, a male human, right? And um, she said that her whole life she knew that she just didn't, she, there's nothing about having anything to do with being a boy growing up or a man as an adult, just wasn't who she was. It wasn't anything natural to her at all. She had to work really hard trying to be um, masculine, just wasn't anything natural. Um, anyway, the as as she got older i guess i'm gonna i want to call her she because that's who she identifies with now she, you know she's a transgender woman now but um i'll i'll just call i'll call her a him until until she makes her public change in my story so charlie basically lived his whole life and he was on softball he was the kid that kind of had a hard, hard time catching the ball and he just wasn't very athletic he 
He definitely is a very um, delicate framed person. Um, he was about, I would say, five foot seven, same height as me. Um, super thin and willowy and um, kind of delicate features, you know. And um, went through his whole life. He was very, very, very attracted to women. He was not attracted to men at all. Yet he identified nothing with being a man other than the fact that he was attracted to women sexually. After he became, uh, I think he was 21 years old, he said, he met this amazing woman. They started dating and they entered into a relationship and were in a relationship for probably about four years, I think um, he said. And he finally just thought, you know, I'm 25 years old. I really feel like I'm living a lie, yet he didn't want to risk losing the person that he loved so much, his girlfriend, who he really couldn't imagine not being with her. And he just decided, you know, I've got to be true to myself. I can't live my life not being true to who I feel inside, you know? So he had a conversation with his girlfriend and he just told her, um, about how he felt his whole entire life. He just felt like he should have had a woman's body. And he, um, as far as he just, he just didn't feel, um, like a man at all. And inside of him, he always felt like he was supposed to be a woman. And she, he said that she just accepted him and cried with him and told him, first thing that she told him, he said, was, I love you and I support you. That makes me want to cry. I think that's beautiful because I feel like uh, love comes, love doesn't come to everybody. Uh, love is, it just doesn't come to everybody. And there are different types of love. There's the easy, cool, light, light love, but who, who doesn't dream and, and, um, fantasize about having someone just love them a thousand percent true and, and know that, that no matter what what happens that it's unconditional you you know you're going to be loved you're never going to be judged or tossed aside or say oh well that's just too much i i can't handle that weird thing about you um i think we all we all want that kind of love i i don't know i know i've never had it um i know that's a lot to even ask from somebody it's something everybody deserves i believe but not everybody gets that. And so when you get a story like Charlie's, I think that when the, her first words out of her mouth were, I love you and I support you and don't be afraid. I want to be what you need me to be through this and I wanna help you to be the woman that you know you are inside. That made me cry. I, I absolutely, um, I just cried, cried with her. I said, that is the most beautiful thing. Um, she cried too. 
And um, it's just so touching to have somebody love you like that. Oh, that's just beautiful. And uh, so he said, you know, I don't ever want to have a um, reorientation as far as any surgery or change his body in any way. He says, I like having the sexual relationship I have with my girlfriend, my fiance, my partner. I don't want that to change, but she helped me to become this woman. And Charlie, who I will call Charlotte now, um, if you look at her, there are some of her features that you might look at her and say, hmm, I wonder if that is a transgender person or, you know, this, this person, I, I know that a lot of people get plastic surgery and they, you know, have their Adam's apple shaved down. They have their foreheads, um, shape, the shape changed and all that. That really wasn't anything that they felt was in any way, um, necessary for Charlotte's happiness. And, you know, she just said, Hey, as long as I can be a girl and have fun and, and, and dress up like a girl, you know, identify as a female, a woman. And she's just like, you know, I, I, I can't even tell you, um, the joy and I, I can't even comprehend it, but it's so beautiful. She said, I'm marrying my best, best girlfriend. I think that is just so beautiful. And I, I know that um, across the board, this kind of thing isn't openly supported. And, and there's a lot of people who poke fun. And there's a lot of people who um, just kind of roll along with society's um, old, very worn out views on sexuality. And they don't stop to think, is that really outdated? Um, so I'm going to challenge you. Those of you who listen to this podcast, I, I want to challenge you. I don't know what your upbringing was. I don't know what um, your your personal opinions are. And I don't know, you know, a lot of times people's religion has something to do with their ability to... Uh, accept changes or differences in people's sexuality. And I'm going to challenge you to think of it like this. Um, I always feel like if you have a craving for something, you desire something, that means it exists. It, the, the craving in itself or the desire for something validates, you know, what you want. Like, if you're thirsty, you need to drink some water, right? Um, if you're hungry, you need to eat. And I just feel like as far as sexuality goes, if I, I was born a woman, I love being a woman. There's every single layer of womanhood and girlhood and femininity and everything. I embrace it. I love it. I've, 100% identify with being a woman. And that's a blessing. It makes things way easier for me socially. 
But say I was a woman and I just never, ever, ever, ever identified with that. Don't you think that that's a deep calling to a deep? Don't you think that when Charlie had those feelings, even his earliest feelings of, you know, when you're a child and you have, we all have those memories of back when we were in kindergarten or preschool, even I do. And you remember things and you understand things and you know things and you're still, you're just a child, but you get it. There's certain things you understand. Like you can understand even when someone's being nice to you, but you know, they don't like you. They're kind of being nice to you because they have to. When you're a child, you get it. You understand. And nobody has to spell it out for you. You just, you just know what's going on. So for Charlie, when she was a little boy and she still knew then that she didn't feel like a little boy, there is something to that. And I want to challenge you to step out of your comfort zone and look at people who are not exactly like you with understanding and love and just think you do not understand that person you don't understand what they're going through how they feel you just don't you don't know what's going on inside of them and i just want to challenge you to instead of reacting to something with judgment or fear inside just respond in love and compassion and then see what happens after that so thank you very much for listening to this episode of my beautiful transgender bride i'm so happy for her um i know she's going to be very happy and both of them I, she came by herself for her first two fittings and her last fitting she brought her sweetheart with her because she needed somebody to um learn to do the bustle <coughs> so she brought so she brought her fiance with her and um, I got to meet both of them, which was very beautiful. And the love, you can tell when love is real and you can let, you can tell when it's a love that's going to last, you know, it's got some traction on it. And these two, I think once they got past the whole him being brave enough to say he wasn't a him inside and her saying to her sweetheart, Hey, I don't care who you are. I don't care how you sexually identify. I love you. She was even at the point willing to say, if you aren't attracted to me because I have, you know, a female body and you're more attracted to, to a man, I will support that. But I want to be with you in that transition and be here for you. That's the love she gave her. Oh my God. That is amazing love. Uh, yet, uh, Charlotte said to her, she says, no, 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 no. I love touching you. I love being with you. There's nobody else sexually that I would even think of wanting to be with. I don't want to in invite other people. I don't want to, I don't want to experiment. I want to be with you. I love being with you. I want to have children even. And so they actually have a plan to have a family and share life together as a couple. And I'm really, really happy for them. And I think that's a beautiful, happy, happy story. Love makes the world go round. And I'm glad that I could have been a small part in facilitating that wonderful, happy day. So thanks for listening, guys. And I hope you have a great day. I don't know if you're listening to me on the way to work or on your way home. 
either way, I'm sending lots of love and lots of light to you. And make sure you tell your friends about this podcast because I think everybody needs to know about it. Love you bunches. And till next time, bye. Bye. <laughs>